Do you live stream these when you do them on YouTube? Hey, shut it. We're going live. If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today. And please, gamble responsibly. Welcome in to another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays, and joining me as always, the Green Goblin himself, the voice of God, Diz. Diz, welcome in. How's it going, buddy? It's going good, although last night was absolutely heinous. I had the Steelers in a bunch of different bets, and I live bet them at half when they were down 23-0 to zero at 24-1 to one odds. Oh my God. And I... I was asleep, so I didn't see how it ended. I saw it all on Twitter. I'm just, I'm absolutely shook. I, I feel like that was still a good bet. Uh, we're, we're trying to bounce back. For that value, that's absolutely a good bet. I wish you would have texted me and 100%. said something. 100%. I should have. That's on me. But I didn't win, though, so you're, you're safe. Yep. All right. And joining us after a brief hiatus the guy of guys, the expert of experts, that pretty face on your screen. Connor, Connor, glad to have you back. Oh, glad to be back. Uh, negotiations are still going on, but... <laughs> <laughs> he decided to hold well, his holdout and uh, join back for Football Friday. Exactly. I got to get some FaceTime in case I'm traded to another uh, podcast. Ah, there you go. There you go. Well, before we get into Football Friday, we have a little bit of basketball talk for all you. Um, and first off, this is the 10-year anniversary of possibly the greatest sports uh, moment of all time. Diz, are you aware of what happened 10 years ago today? I am, and I'm, I'm a little upset that you're talking about it. I'm not going to lie. What? what do you mean? Why would you be upset that I'm talking about it? IU, it's all IU fans have, so every time we bring it up, it's just a reminder of how dead our program is. I, I disagree, but for those that don't know, this is the 10-year anniversary of the Watt shot. Christian Watford hitting a three at the buzzer at Assembly Hall to take down the number one ranked Kentucky Wildcats. Sorry to Miles and all you Kentucky fans out there, but uh, it, it's a great it's a great moment in IU history. Sure, IU's not where it was at that point, Diz, but we're we're in, not in a bad spot. I like where we're at. Granted, we gave up a 17 point halftime lead to Wisconsin earlier this week, but you know, I, I think we're heading in the right direction. It's all we got, and I don't know. I, I it was a good moment. I'm proud of it. I remember where I was, who I was watching with. I was actually watching with Dirty Mike, so shout out Dirty Mike. Uh, it was a great moment, but I think it's something uh, we should uh, put past us until we make the tournament again. Okay, well, I will make the tournament this season. I mean, granted, we haven't made the tournament in like five years. We will make the tournament this season. I hope. I'm starting to sound like a Cowboys fan. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to win at all, Connor. Remember back when we won the Super Bowl? Yeah, that was like 26 years ago. This is 10 years ago, and it was just a great shot. Like, it was, we're not saying a chance. the Patriots in the near future. And it was a regular season game in December. That's, I mean, I love it more than the next guy. I hate to be a pessimist. I hate to bring you down. 
But every Kentucky fan that listens to this podcast is laughing that we're talking about this right now, Miles included. I was going to say, it's just Miles. Miles is the only Kentucky fan that listens to this. Um, it, even if he listens to it, I don't think he And he probably listens. doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, and then um, the, the hey, next hey, little – what? It also reminds me of like a high school football player at the reunion going, remember, I got all those touchdowns that year. It was a great year. That game, when I ran that football back, it was great. It was great. Yeah, Pat, don't be that guy, pal. Don't be him. Don't wear the class ring around saying, do you remember? Do you okay. remember that game? I, <laughs> I don't understand this pessimism, this hate that is coming at me here. <laughs> All right, it's a great moment. It's a big moment in IU history. Um, I'm not saying it's for me because it's not for me. I'm not the one that made the play. I'm not tooting my own horn here. A unranked IU team beat number one ranked Kentucky on a last second shot. I mean, there's just that's just what it is. Ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago. It's a it's an I anniversary. I don't think it's I don't think it's the amount of time. I think it's the. Uh... I think it's the severity of the event. It was a great win, but if that's all we're talking about 10 years later, I think it just shows something. I'm not against you bringing it up, but I'm just it's a little uh just kind of shows you how uh, irrelevant our program's been. This is probably the one you didn't think you were going to catch heat for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. You have no idea what I have the rest of this episode, and this is where it's starting. It's going to be a long, long episode, fellas. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next basketball topic. Uh, so Ben Simmons' trade rumors are heating back up yet again. And yet again, I think there's another chance that he ends up as Indiana Pacer. Um, the It's reported that the 76ers are asking for a top 25 player in the NBA. Now, uh to me, that would seem like Sabonis for the Pacers if we were to go that route. Uh, Diz, you're sort of kind of a Pacers fan. Would you consider some sort of trade that involved Ben Simmons for Sabonis? I would like to clarify one thing before I talk. I am a Pacers fan, and DeMontis Sabonis is my favorite player. Um, with that being said, we are not going to win – we need to clear house. We need to get draft picks. And I think Sabonis for Simmons straight up is not a great deal unless no. we sign him for a long-term deal because he's just going to leave whenever mm. he can. Mm. He left Philadelphia, and they won, for God's sakes. Well, Simmons uh, hasn't left Philadelphia yet. Well, he's going to and because he, he forced his way out. Yeah. I just – I don't know. I, I, I'm Ben Simmons and Indy, cool. I'll probably go to a game that – uh, Gamebridge Fieldhouse is like five minutes from my house, so like I, I would love to go to a Pacers game and watch Ben Simmons brick brick shots all day. It actually would be exciting. Uh, Pacers basketball is just irrelevant. I think we need to just restart. And I know we don't draft very well, but in a small market in the NBA, it's almost impossible to win or make a run unless you draft really well. And uh, I've seen some Pacers teams that uh, have been really good, you know, with uh, – Danny Granger, Paul George, uh, Hibbert in his prime, uh, David West. Uh, I've seen some teams that have made some deep runs, but uh, unfortunately, 
Uh, I just think we need to restart. And it, shipping Sabonis is probably one of the answers, but I could really care less about Ben Simmons because he's not a long-term player for us. Yeah, that, that was kind of my thought as well. If we actually want young talent and we want draft picks, then we need to trade him somewhere other than Philadelphia. Getting Ben Simmons, that's not a rebuild slash long-term solution, I don't think. If he stays with us, he's a great piece. He gets a lot of heat because he can't score, but defensively he's probably a top-five defender. His size is immaculate. His athleticism is immaculate. Um I think he could help any team. I think he gets more hate than he deserves. Yeah, he can't score, which is important in the NBA. But he's a starter on any team in this league. Yeah, yep, agreed. Connor, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, basketball. Okay, there you go. Go basketball. But I, I do unfortunately think, Diz, I do think the Pacers are heading towards a rebuild, which probably means getting rid of Sabonis, maybe even getting rid of Miles Turner. Um. I hate Miles Turner. I'll make it known. I hate Miles Turner more than anyone. Uh, if we trade Miles for a pack of socks, I'd be happy. Wow, that's aggressive. But I do agree with you. I've been calling for Turner to get traded for a couple of years. He should have now. been traded three years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, if we and now we're gonna trade Sabonis instead. That this is where I'll be upset. We're probably only gonna trade one of the two. So right. trading Sabonis and keeping Miles is going to be really frustrating to me. Well, the problem is Sabonis is the valuable one of the two. Correct. But I think Miles is valuable to a contender Yeah. Uh, right that. now. But I don't know who we could get for him. I don't know what team would go for him. And uh, I don't know. I don't think any of our players right now are worth lottery picks. No team's going to give up a lottery no. pick right now unless like one of our guys is the piece they need to win the championship, which I just don't see. So is it well, just a clear a house? And then... If that's the case too. Correct. Is it, is it a, is it a clear it all out and get lucky with late picks? Like the Pacers can never freaking do except with Danny Granger. Yeah. I mean, probably we, we have Duarte, we have Brogdon lo uh, locked in for a while. If we can restart, rebuild, keep Duarte, keep Brogdon, and then kind of build around those two guys. Um, I think that's ideal. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know if that's likely to happen or not. Yeah, I think Duarte is uh, – he's probably your piece. He's probably who you build around, to be honest with you. And he was a mid to late – I guess he was early mid, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, first round pick. Yep. Um, but he's a rookie this year, so we have him. That's what you got to do. You just got to get those guys, and then maybe you get a free agent down yeah. the line maybe you make a push that's all the pacers have ever been able to do i think we try again where we're at now is we have a lot of talent we're not winning so mm -hmm. let's get something out of it <laughs> it's funny me and connor were looking at the standings in the nba earlier today and you had like the magic the pistons and then the pacers the pacers were like five games ahead of those bottom two but those bottom two are clearly at the bottom and then there's the pacers so we're kind of like nowhere close right now that's correct. So blow it up. Let's start fresh. Let's hope to make some long-term moves, and let's keep it moving. Are you a Carlisle guy, Pat? I don't know yet. Uh, obviously, this is his second term here. Um, I, I liked him when he was here originally. Um, I don't remember too much of his time here originally, but I know he did some good things for us. 
Um, but I, I like going with Carlisle and someone who kind of has that experience and who has been here before as opposed to going to get someone new like we did last season. Gotcha. I mean, do you have something or were you just asking that question because you were just curious? I don't really know where I stand, to be honest with you. He was a good coach for us back in the day. We had a great team with uh, Reggie Germain, Jamal, Ron Artest. Uh, we would have won the finals that year if it wasn't for the Malice at the Palace. I'm not, yeah. not going to go on a rant there. That was like my first memory. I don't know how young that makes me, but like literally the first thing I remember in my life is watching that brawl on ESPN and like crying because we weren't going to win the NBA finals. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't know. I, he's probably a good coach, but it's just not working this year. Maybe give him another year uh, and see if anything changes. If not, bring someone flashy in. Let's get some free agents. So no, do not get rid of him after this year. We got rid of a coach after, after next year. Give him one. Give him another year. Is what I said. Yes, I know, but I didn't even think it was even like a question or a probability of getting rid of him after this year. Um, we did that last year. We got rid of our coach after one year, and it's like, well, of course, no one's gonna like make these, you know, make strides usually in the first year as a head coach. These things take time, especially if you want to get your guys in there or get the players to buy into your philosophy or whatever. Um, but also, have either of you seen the Malice at the Palace documentary on Netflix? I watched half of it, and then I think I fell asleep, but it was pretty good. It was really good. It was really good. All right. Connor, do you want to pose what your question was or what your statement was that we were talking about earlier? I don't know if you remember it. I have kind of the gist of it, but you're saying I have it wrong, so I'll let you... Pose this question to Diz mainly, but also I'll put in my input as well. All I'm saying is there's a player in the NBA puts up all these stats. The team who has him cannot win with him. This man will put up stats galore. What do you think that person is, Diz? You just described DeMontis Sabonis, but I'm assuming it's not Sabonis. No, it's not Sabonis. Sabonis. Uh, Triple-double, man. Triple, Triple double. Yeah. Don't tell me it's Russ Westbrook. It's dude. Russ Westbrook. Oh, jeez. Whenever team Russ is on, it's all about Russ. He's got to get his triple double every single game. That's all he's focused on is getting his stats up so he can be worth whatever amount of money he thinks he's worth. It's not about the team. He's not about winning. And the team always suffers because he's on the team. I think teams would be better without him. But – Fantasy and prop bets. Oh, this is the man. Yeah, yeah, is the man. But I'll take uh, Russell Westbrook. Pacers will take him. True, but my my will be right where you're at now. <laughs> Good, but I'll have something fun to watch. <laughs> um, but I was I was telling Cotter, I was like, uh, Russ Westbrook is a team player. Like, just because his team doesn't win doesn't mean he's not. I mean, he leads he leads the NBA all time in triple doubles. So he's dishing out passes to uh, teammates, and he's not a selfish player but connor thinks it's the exact opposite connor thinks he is selfish all he cares about is his stats and not the team winning the game the team I'm winning with, the game should be number I'm, one i'm with connor he's never won he can't hit the big shot and i think his teammates uh he doesn't make his teammates better he's never won and he, sh he should have won by now i'm with connor here wherever he goes they lose and another point i brought up hasn't james harden made triple doubles would you call him a selfless player? I think call he's him a, a cherry picker. picker. No, he's definitely a cherry picker. Well, okay. 
Yeah, maybe. Not a team player. It's all about him. He's got to score like 50 points in the game just by waiting on one end. That's why he can't play defense. <laughs> Not about the team. Just get me the ball so I can score. It's James Harden. That's fair. I, I don't have a rebuttal. It, Russell Westbrook, great player. Is great. On his own, one-on-one, you could dominate. It's got to be all about him. Your team not going to win the big game. What What about that uh, team that had both James Harden and Russell Westbrook on the same team there, Connor? It's like your, oh, your dream team scenario. Heads. I'm surprised Maybe. they fit through the door. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Westbrook, it's more about like he just can't really shoot. And I think he he takes – whenever he's on a good team – he takes the ball away from the other good players on the team, and obviously he has to pass the ball to get assists and whatnot. But I think the ball is in his hands for too long, and I think it's tough for teams to win with him, even though he puts up a triple-double all the time. So I agree with both of you a little bit, but I lean Connor. Just He hasn't won, and he should have. <laughs> and then you also brought up Anthony Davis as well, that he was more of a selfish player, didn't you? No, I said Kevin Durant. Oh, Kevin Durant, sorry. Yeah. Looking at the same team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Durant. But nonetheless, that's uh, that's basketball talk. Let's get to what the people came for for our Friday episode, our usual go-to, our football Friday. We'll give you our favorite, favorite, underdog, over, under, and then we'll cover any game that we did not cover yet. I will start out with my favorite favorite. I am going the Tennessee Titans minus eight and a half versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The, ja- the Jags had their moments this season. They had, they had two wins, one of them against a very good Buffalo Bills team. Uh, but this team is still a dumpster fire, and I believe the Titans are getting Julio Jones back this week. And uh, I think even a banged-up Titans team coming off a of bye week should be able to take care of business against the Jaguars. One question. What? Oh, I was just saying eight and a half gives me the heebie-jeebies. And Titans aren't healthy. Right. And uh, have we seen them, like, blow out a team recently? I mean, they lost to the Texans, for Christ's sake. Right. I think it's just a team I don't want to bet on if they're favorites. Um. Like, where they are now, you know, they're injured. They kind of have a chip on their shoulder if they were to be an underdog. But as a favorite, I'm kind of staying away, especially at eight and a half points. That's a gross number. This, I think this may have been up uh, at nine and a half or even ten at one point this week. Um, but it has came down, obviously, towards uh, the Jaguars. But I don't know. I'm, I'm much more confident in eight and a half than I was at nine and a half or ten. And then I have a couple questions. Do you think the Jags are better than the Texans? At this point, yes. The Texans beat the Titans in a division game. But also, the Texans at that point had Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod is hurt. He is not playing this week. So they're back to Davis Mills, the Mills Mafia over in Houston. Um, So I think with that being said, I think that – wait, I'm getting – I'm getting mixed up here. I'm thinking they're playing the Texans. They're playing the Jaguars. Yes. Um, I don't know. I the Jaguars. I think their defense is quite a bit better. The Jags. Yeah, I mean, arguably so they could be, but I I think just the Titans have even with AJ Brown being out, Derrick Henry being out, um, 
I, I think the Titans should be able to put up two touchdowns, and I don't know that the Jags will be able to score. All right. I do have this game as one of my four. Mm, little tease. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> All right, Connor, what's your favorite favorite? Uh, Cardinals minus two against the Rams. Rams seem to struggle against uh, the better team, and it's only two points for the Cardinals. So I think it's easy to go with the Cardinals. And it's in Arizona, I believe. I think so. Yeah. I I hate to be a downer. McVeigh versus Kingsbury. Uh, I love the Rams as an underdog here. I, if it was up to three, I would take it, but it's it's kind of just to stay away from me just because I think it's going to be a good enough game. Uh, but, yeah, cards minus two sketches me out, to be honest with you, Connor. Seems too good to be true, doesn't it? That's no. not what I'm saying. Oh, It's my line. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm concerned that we're going to, at some point here, see the Rams from like the first few games of the season. Although they have looked very different with Robert Woods not playing. So I was also leaning towards the Cardinals and the points in this one. All right, Diz. Favorite, favorite. I have the Buccaneers minus three against the Bills. They are at home in Tampa. Buffalo's coming off a disgusting blizzard loss to the Patriots, going to warm Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is 32-3 and against the Bills, which is heinous. Three points is enough. I was really worried this line was going to be more. The Bills are not in a good spot, and you could argue, like, okay, they have to win. They have to pull it back together. They're due. But at the same time, the Bucs are a better team, and I think – Three points is about the home field swing. So to say these two teams are even is not at all accurate right now. I am riding Tampa Bay. That's cool. I got nothing. I'm I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I'm thinking the Bills may look like the Bills have been last season and kind of like a wagon, but uh, a lot of people are on the Buccaneers that I've heard. Bills have been very disappointing as of late. Yeah, for sure. And then a side question for you, Diz. So we have a coworker who's a fan of the Patriots. <laughs> and he thought this was up for debate. Would you rather have, as a quarterback right now, not even thinking about the head coach, would you rather have Josh Allen or Mac Jones? As my quarterback? Right yes. now. Josh Allen. Yeah. Hands down. Thank you. But we, we're all in agreement here. He said, I don't know, Mac Jones. And I was like, if you ask anyone that's not a Patriots fan, they will tell you Josh Allen, hands down. I think most Patriots fans would tell you Josh Allen, too. Yeah, he's a bit of, he says, next up and coming of Tom Brady. I said, you're going to be that Patriots fan 90 years from now saying, this one's the next Tom Brady. True. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I'm with you. Josh Allen, easy. Okay. Okay, thank you. Uh, Diz, favorite underdog this week? Okay. There were a couple I were eyeing. I ultimately settled with Bengals plus one and a half. The number's not great from an underdog perspective, so I'm just riding Bengals money line. Feeling great about this. In Cincinnati, 
The Niners are beat up. They don't have Debo Samuel. Uh, I think these are two above-average teams that are fighting for playoff spots. Give me the home team money line. How how concerned are you about Josh Allen's fat fingers? What? Did you Joe not, Burrow? Did you not see the uh, injury last week? Talking about Joe Burrow? What did I say? Josh Allen. Joe Burrow. Yes, yeah, sorry, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Well, I did not see what happened. So he got hurt. He, like, threw a pass or something and hit against a helmet. And his hand swole up, like, swelled up to, like, three times its normal size. Is it back? I mean, it's. I think it's bad. He played through it, but it couldn't have, like... No, is it back? Is he good? Is he good to go? He's not questionable right now, is he? I think he's playing, but I imagine it'll take some time to get that healed up. I mean, it's not something you just... Nah... I don't know, but I will say this. I agree with you. I, I lean Bengals in this matchup. I think the uh, starting running back for the 49ers is also out. Um, and the the Bengals got embarrassed last week against the Chargers. So, therefore, they're going to bounce back this week with some incredible game where they look like the best team in the league. Um, but oh. also the Chargers, like we said earlier in the year, Chargers have a terrible run defense. <laughs> So it doesn't take Joe Burrow anything to just hand the ball off to Joe Mixon and have Joe Mixon run for three touchdowns. So, what what say you, Connor? Anything on this one? I say anytime that uh, Diz and I have a pick together that's the same, usually a good sign. I also have the Bengals one and a half. Nice. My dog. Love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. We're all kind of an ingredient to that one. I That was one I was looking at as well. So, that one you could pretty much lock it in right now. I mean, look at us go. Uh, my underdog, I'm going Ravens, plus two and a half versus the Browns. Um, we say it all the time, the Ravens play to their competition, but find a way to win, usually. I know they lost on a two-point conversion to the Steelers last time we saw them. Um, but the fact of the matter is the Browns are not good this year. I, I mean, they, they haven't looked great. Baker is trash. Um, the run game hasn't been what it has been in years past. Um, this feels like a game where the Ravens come out and dog walk the Browns as everyone's down on the Ravens because they got more injuries and they're all banged up and then the Ravens will come out and, uh, dog walk the Browns. So I like the Ravens plus two and a half. And then... My over, I'm going to... Whoa, 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 Sorry, I'm walking into my house. I had to be on mute. I heavily disagree with you, Patty. <laughs> Good. I have to disagree with you. First of all, I did not say that the Ravens play to their competition and find a way to win. I say that they play to their competition. So whenever they're heavy point favorites, I uh, take the other team dramatically now. Since they are underdogs, right? Um, I don't like the fact that they are entirely beat up. Marlon Humphreys went down. Correct. Uh, I like them as underdogs, but I wish it was more than a field goal. To be honest with you, so I'm not, I'm not like shitting on your pick. I but mean, that's kind of what it sounded like initially. But then you were like, eh, maybe, maybe not. But I do wish. It was more than two and a half, so I'm going to stay away. I think this game's gross. 
Yeah, it could be gross. I mean, it's a divisional matchup. Uh, two teams that like to run the ball a lot uh, could could be looking at a possible under game here. But then again, we know both these teams have games where they can just put up a ton of points and no defense is being played. So we'll see. But I do like the Ravens plus two and a half. And then my over, I'm going to a game we already talked about. I'm going Bills, Buccaneers over 53 and a half. These are two top five scoring offenses. They are playing in pristine conditions, you know, nice warm weather down in Tampa Bay. Um, the Bills defense is actually the number one ranked scoring defense, but part of that is because they just played in a game in terrible weather in the blizzard on Monday night where they gave up 14 points and lost. Um, so that's part of it, but then they also don't have their best cornerback. He is out for the season. Um, so I don't think the Bucks will have any trouble scoring, and I think this could be a game where the Bills at least try to keep up so they're passing the ball 60 times in the game and they're trying to, you know, light up the scoreboard. All right, Connor, you're over. Uh, it's going to be the Ravens versus Browns over 42 and a half. Okay. All right. I mean, I, like Browns. I said, it could happen. Browns have let me down tremendously. I was hoping they would win the division. I'm sure Cleveland Browns fans thought as well. Yes. I was very hopeful of them, but their defense is still pretty abysmal. If uh, Lamar Jackson can figure out to throw in this game, they will have no time or no issue passing the ball on them. Since the games are usually relatively close, if uh, Jackson can figure it out early, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Their last uh, matchup was like 33 points. I think they can get the extra 10 this time. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. And also, like we said, Ravens banged up, especially at cornerback. So if, if the Browns need to pass and can pass and they can put up some points, this could be an easy over. Oh, it was uh, 26 points last time. 16 to 10. Very boring game. Yeah, I probably won't watch this one either. No. Diz, what say you? What's up? What's your favorite over? My favorite over. Might get some hate. Dallas, Washington, 48. See how I rhymed that? Yeah. You're not getting any hate, really, though. But go on. I just think uh, Dallas can score, and I'm riding Washington until they let me down. Heineke is my dog. This team is playing with the chip on the shoulder. They got some work to do to make the playoffs. I am I am a Washington football fan, uh, other than the Colts, of course. But if if I'm not a Colts fan, I'm a Washington football team fan because I love Heineke. I love Rivera. I love their fight, and I we've seen them put up points, and obviously Dallas can put up points as well. They were going to be my next favorite underdog at four and a half. Um, I'm probably going to take them money line as well. Might be a juicy, dumbest dummy, Washington money line and Bengals money line. That may be some high value. Nice. Don't hate it. And, uh, you know, the Colts are off this week, so that means Diz going on to his next team, which is the Washington football team. Damn right. (laughs) All right, then Diz, gun to your head. You have to pick an under this week. Which under are you going with? Bears, Packers, 43. I just think the Bears offense is absolutely miserable. And I live with the Bears fans. So um, instead of 
being annoyed with how pissed he gets when the Bears score 10 points, I'm going to make money off of it, I think. So this actually might be one I take, boys, believe it or not. Whoa, this might be monumental. Holy cow. All right, Connor. Favorite under this week. All right, I have Jags versus Titans under 43 and a half. I'm going with my uh, Jags strong defense holding people to field goals. They'll let people score field goals on them all day, but once you get down to that red zone, they're going to hold you to it. That might be like the first positive thing anyone said about the Jacksonville defense since they uh, held the Bills to nine or six points. I mean, they did the same thing to the Eagles, although Jalen Hurts was playing, not Minshew. So. Little, little, little asterisk there. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And then my favorite under this week, I'm going Falcons-Panthers under 41 and a half. Um, when these two teams played earlier on this season, they scored 32 combined points. Um, this is the number 27 and number 24th ranked scoring offenses in the NFL. And, of course, Christian McCaffrey is out for the Panthers. So I think this will go under pretty easily. All right, gentlemen, let me see what games we missed. Um, Raiders Chiefs. I I lean Raiders plus 10. I do as well. Chiefs never cover when the spread's this high. Uh, but I, I'm staying away. I think I don't know what to think of the Raiders. And the Chiefs have something to prove. So if I had to pick a side, I'd go Raiders plus 10, but I am not confident about it. So I stayed away. Like Raiders had their drop off, so I would not touch this game. We, we are in fade Raiders season, that's for sure. And we're kind of getting into bet on the Chiefs season, if you will. Uh, so bet them to cover yet, or just bet on them. Period. I, I are you going to take your uh, Raiders bet this weekend? Oh, I already did. Yeah. Okay. I'm still debating because it doesn't seem very likely. But you get great value. I mean, you can bet a dollar and you almost get that $5 payoff that you're looking for. Yeah. All right. But, yeah. I mean, Kansas City has won by double digits in their last three games. One of them at the Raiders. So you, you might look at taking, taking the Chiefs there. But uh, next one, Saints at the Jets. Saints five-and-a-half-point favorites. Is Taysom Hill enough? Uh, well, I guess, is Kamara being back enough for you to consider taking the Saints minus five-and-a-half? Nah. I mean, it's just such a gross number at five-and-a-half. Vegas doesn't know what it wants. I don't know what I want. It's 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 every relationship I've ever been in. I'm staying away. Wow. Okay. Um, what about the under in that game? Would that be something that I could interest anyone in the under in that game? Give me a 20-second sales pitch, and I'll probably say no. <laughs> uh, Zach Wilson, Saints defense, actually pretty good, has been all season. But you, one of the concerns you would think with this game is the Saints being able to score enough points to cover the five-and-a-half. So with Taysom Hill in at quarterback, Kamara possibly, uh, Kamara definitely being back, you, you the under seems like the the play here. I don't 
trying to see what the under is at. Uh, 43. 43. So that's that's more yeah. points in the Falcons-Panthers game. And it's a Saints pretty good defense versus the Jets. And then the Saints, you just don't know what you're going to get. You sold me at Zach Wilson. I'm in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> My my only disagreement there is Kamara playing for the Saints definitely does not help the under. No. I get that they may yeah. they may run the ball more, but Kamara is an offensive threat that hurts the under. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Seahawks Texans Seahawks eight and a half point road favorites again. Davis Mills in at quarterback for the Texans. Seahawks had a big win against the Forty ers last weekend. Um, I'm, I'm thinking Seattle, Seattle showed glimpses of them looking like them old, their old selves last week against a much better 49ers team. And with Davis Mills at the helm for the Texans, you don't, I wouldn't think they'd be able to stay within two touchdowns. Gross number. I'm never taking eight and a half. <laughs> and these are two, these are two bad teams. This is so terrified of that, of those weird numbers. It's like he... Yeah, because a team can dominate and win by seven or eight because of damage time, and then you lose. Just just dip your toes in, Diz. I mean... You, you I'd just... rather I'd rather my team get dominated all game, and then, like, there's a chance of a backdoor cover than having a team by eight and a half. So I'd go Texans plus eight and a half, but I'm not doing that because the Texans stink. <laughs> All right, uh, Lions Broncos, Broncos ten point home favorites. Patty, what do you think about teasing the Lions up to like seventeen point dogs? I love it. I was going to take the Lions at plus ten. <laughs> do you think since they won uh, that they might lose by three touchdowns? Yes, I do think that is. A, <laughs> This is also like, in okay, Denver. We, we know teams okay. struggle sometimes going to Denver, the high altitude, maybe some inclement weather. Um, and I think golf and maybe half the team has like the flu. So uh, be careful. Not doing that anymore. Good call, that. If you are going to do anything with the Lions this weekend. What about uh, what about what you just said would make me want to take plus 17? You're like, yeah, I'm on board, and then gave me all the reasons in the world why not to take them. I would say don't take it. I, we both, we all know that they're after a winless team wins their first game, and then they have to travel on the road for the next game, and half their team has the flu. There's no recipe or good feelings there. Now, do I trust the Broncos? No, but if I had to pick a side in this game, I would take the Lions plus ten. But I would may, agree. You you may want to read the injury report Sunday morning because if you find out half their team, including their starting quarterback, is out, uh, then you may want to go as far away from this game as possible. Mm. All right. Um, Giants at the Chargers. Again, Chargers 10-point home favorites. I want nothing to do with this game whatsoever me neither we haven't seen enough from the charges for them to be favored by that much i don't think they're so inconsistent connor's got a grin on his face he's feeling some sort of way i have this game in a dumb stomach 
You have this who's, game in the dumbest who's, dummy. Wow. Who's the yeah, Giants quarterback right now? Uh, that is Mike Glennon, I believe. I thought he got hurt. He did, but he is back. Are we sure? No. Who's the Giants' third-string quarterback? Jake Fromm, I believe. That is why it's nine points. And if Jake Fromm starts, I may take Chargers last second. Um, also, I don't know. I saw at least at some point earlier on this week, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were on the COVID list. But I think they were listed as close contacts. And I think I maybe saw Keenan Allen might be back. Um, but you may also want to keep an eye on that because if the Chargers have to play without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, it might be a uh, tough tough game against an average Giants defense. Um, what else we got? And, yeah, that's it. I think we touched every other game. So there you go. Football Friday, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's review our dumbest dummy picks from last episode. I went 0-3, of course. Um, I was kind of due for a stinker. I was started out really, really hot. I knew it was only going to come crashing down, but uh, we're still okay in the competition because uh, Connor hasn't started betting yet in the competition. So uh, we're, we're, we're taking advantage of the time we have uh, without him betting on this competition. Uh, Diz, how did you do last night? Not good. He was <laughs> boned me. Chase Claypool boned me. Did you guys see the end of that game? So you you honestly think that that Chase Claypool – thing made a difference it gave him one less play if the Steelers have one more play they score a touchdown in my opinion I'm not going to say that's like defined yeah but in my opinion if they have an extra play they score a touchdown they almost scored a touchdown as it was right they have a two-point conversion to tie that game to go to overtime he definitely hurt them by doing that there's no doubt in my mind but also, Diz, if he hits that, then our best bet as a group, plus three and a half hits if they don't make that, and probably even if they do make it. I'm being selfish. I wish I would have got my 24 to 1. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I don't I don't blame you there. 24 to 1 is great odds. You get 24 to 1 odds, you take that every time. <laughs> exactly, and I did. Um, so 1 and 2, uh, the one that hit was uh, no, draw, or no score first time. Yeah, man. So minus minus one ten. I went down pretty heavy last night. That that no f- touchdown in the first quarter. I thought I had it in the bag, and then the Steelers just didn't play any defense and let the Vikings score in like two minutes. And it was like three straight runs, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. I mean, literally, there was five minutes ago in the first quarter, the the Steelers missed a field goal, and then in less than two minutes later, the Vikings scored the touch the one touchdown in the first quarter. It was tough, but also Diz on the Claypool subject. Not only did he do that stupid uh, celebration, but he also got like a unsportsmanlike conduct or like a taunting penalty earlier on in the game. I saw that. I did see that. I was actually watching the game at that point when that happened. Like, what are you doing? You're not a first-year player. We're at week what fourteen right now. You, you got. Yeah, whatever. You can't be making stupid mental mistakes like that. I don't care if it's early in the game. I don't care if it's late in the game. You you got to be better. You just have to be better. Yeah, 100%. What an idiot. All right, Connor. Since uh, you have – oh, wait. First off, let, let's comp- – competition standings. 
I am up 10.23 units. Jesus. Diz is up 5.51 units. Jeez. And Connor has not broken the seal yet for December. I'm yeah. not in last yet, baby. <laughs> yet. Yet is the key word. I'm sure Let's Connor's going to come out tonight and just absolutely just ruin our hopes and dreams. But uh, yeah, Connor's... actually, uh, my dumbest dummy picks are exactly Connor's dumbest dummy picks tonight. I'm, uh, I'm riding with my boy. <laughs> <laughs> just the rest of the competition. Diz just does whatever Connor does. So that way just Connor so I can't, can't come in last. Yeah, that's right, baby. But Connor, so then shouldn't we go from the top down? Give you that's, that's a good point. Yes. Then well, I would just then I would just start reading the uh, episode notes so I could copy either you or Patty. Hey, well, it'll only be him. I was say, <laughs> only my picks are on the episode notes, so uh, may not be good for you. But uh, Connor, if if you will allow it, I would like you to go first since you haven't broken the seal, and we'd like to hear what your big brain has for. Uh, competition bets for tonight or this weekend i have six. Oh, he's he's making up for lost time jesus i pulled the uh giants one since you guys told me about the uh quarterback situation i feel less confident if it was danny dimes I, would you have rolled with him if it was danny dimes i was taking giants money line oh my god <laughs> oh that's from an nfc east fan he knows what these Giants are, and he was going to go Danny Dimes and the money line. They, they show up to random games, and the Chargers don't show up to certain games. Yeah, yeah hey, that's, that logic's there. I, I actually fairly agree with you there. Would have been plus 320. Ooh. <laughs> but I'm staying away since it's possible that third string is in. Yeah. Oh, I was so upset to have to pull that one. I I'm figured sorry. you guys would have liked it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, let's see. I have four on the ice and two football. So last night, uh, I went seven of eight in a parlay, but I also took them individually, so it was a pretty good hockey night. So close. The Kraken, my own team, was the reason I didn't get it last night. They couldn't win. Lost, what, 3-0? Is that what you said? Yeah. Didn't even cover the over, and they, they hit the over in like seven straight games. That was sickening. Anyway... We're going to the ice. Uh, two of them are to prove a point with uh, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and two of them are rules that we've already uh, established. So I'll go over the rules. The rules are you always take the Kraken over. The Kraken are not in this. And you take the Sabres over, taking over six, Rangers versus Sabres, and you take the Avs over every time red wings versus abs over six and a half rangers versus sabers over six love it okay now the two just to spite pat (laughs) oh what's what's the problem what's the problem no no no. he likes it i love it okay i I thought there was an issue okay these two are just to spite pat uh the man says anytime you play two games back to back you're gonna be worse the second game I think if you're a great team, it doesn't matter if you play a second game. It doesn't matter if you play five in a row. You're going to come out swinging. So I am taking the Jets versus the Canucks. Uh, Jets money line at plus 112. And then the Predators versus the Devils. I hope you're taking the Devils against me. Predators versus Devils money line. So first off, saying that the Predators are a great team, that might be a stretch. I agree with you with Winnipeg. I I could see Winnipeg coming out and 
wiping the floor with the Canucks. I can I can I can live with that one. But saying that the Predators are a great team, I don't know if I agree with that statement. On the greats. Okay. All right. On the great Nashville. Nashville. You got it. <laughs> From breathe there. <laughs> okay. Now we go to football. Uh the Bengals pick, I really like that one. Money line. I am taking that one. Uh plus one oh eight. Then for my last pick, my football Friday picks. I've done this plenty of times. I usually get three out of four. Uh, this is at plus twelve fifty two. Letter. And for a recap, that is Cardinals minus two, Bengals plus one and a half, Ravens Browns over forty two and a half, and the Jags Titans under forty three and a half. Now I bet you the Ravens and Browns over is what's going to screw the pooch. <laughs> There's always one. There's always one. Alright, Diz, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead with my dumbest dummy picks for tonight. Sure thing, Bob. Best for last. I see what you're doing. Yeah, yep, let's go with that one. Um, So, it is Friday, which means on FanDuel, it is First Basket Friday. Opt in in the promos, and then put a $25 plus dollar wager on someone to score the first basket. And for every three pointer made in that game, you get a dollar back for tonight. I am going with Christian Wood of the Houston Rockets at plus four thirty. Um, you know, I like betting the centers to get the first basket after they win the tip, go with the big guys. He wins 79% of the tips that he participates in compared to 47% of the guy he's going up against. Um, the Bucks have actually given up nine first baskets to centers, with second being second most being six to the shooting guard. So they quite frequently give up first baskets to the centers of these teams. And this game is ideal for the 25 three-pointers. The Bucks average 14 three-pointers made per game, and the Rockets average 13. So uh, let's cash that one tonight, boys. Mm, love it. Might jump on it with you, Bob. Connor already did. did. Yeah. Did you get the first basket Friday opt-in there, Diz? Yes, make sure you opt-in, because if not, you are going to be sweating hard for that first basket. (laughs) Not saying I've done that before, but uh, be careful. I I will opt-in. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're looking out for everyone. Um, Now, this next one, it's so funny because – Connor had some spite bets in there for me, so now I have some spite bets in here for Connor, and I'm calling this the Christian Watford crazy parlay of the day. So just like Christian Watford's thing, it's not very likely that this can happen, but you're telling me there's a chance, so I'm going for these, okay? Now, Houston Rockets, Moneyline, versus the Milwaukee Bucks. I know, Connor, that's number one. I'm not even done yet. Just wait. The Colorado Avalanche, minus two and a half versus the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, Jesus. And last but not least, and even this one will make Diz shake his head and curse at me, the Coyotes, money line versus the Florida Panthers. Jeez. I actually don't hate that. I might... I might take that as an emotional hedge, to be honest with you. It has to be great value. Uh, yeah, it is great value. I think it was like plus 370 maybe. But uh, Oh, my Lord. The Panthers on the road have only one more win than the Coyotes have at home. So uh, <laughs> the Panthers having to 
you know, travel all the way to Arizona in the desert um, by foot, by <laughs> caravan. Um, but yeah, all of those I kind of threw at Connor, and Connor just laughed at me. And he said, I dare you to take the Rockets money line. So you know I took the Rockets money line. I said, what about the Arizona Coyotes? He said, you cannot take the Coyotes money line. So sure enough, I took all of those. And then Avalanche minus two and a half. Connor's like, you can't take a minus two and a half. And I said, oh, wash me. I will take a minus two and a half. Uh, Terrible so- value. Minus two and a half is at only plus 120. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you're telling them you have to come out and outscore them by three goals, which even terrible teams, they're still winning by two. Yep, yep, I stand behind it. And so when all of these spiteful bets against Connor hit together in this parlay, that is plus 3,298 odds. So that's... That's that's competition bet number two. And then if that hits, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> so I told better, him if he takes that bet, ass. I'm quitting. <laughs> hope your sweet ass and that doesn't hit or else you're doing this podcast by your fucking self. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not getting my free dinner either. It's just not happening. Well, get that sweet ass up here, Bob. I'm not coming to Danklin. I'm just saying for for this one, if I hit this and I win this month's competition, I'm not getting a dinner out of it because Diz quit. I just want to buy out clause in my contract. <laughs> it always comes back to the contracts, boys. What was the value on that? Plus uh, $3,298. He was asking about my uh, buyout clause. Oh. Right, you counter. Well, no, he wasn't. I'm just fucking with you guys. All right. <laughs> My last competition bet. This is the underdog parlay for tonight. This is the NBA, and I thought both, like all these uh, three teams, should probably be money line uh, favorites, but they were all underdogs. So I'm going Celtics money line versus the Suns, Pistons money line versus the Pelicans, and Thunder money line versus the Lakers. The dogs will be barking tonight, boys. The only one I don't like is the Celtics one. I know. that That's the one I don't feel great about. But Devin Booker not playing. Like I said, Connor, I showed you this morning, in the three games that Devin Booker hasn't played in, uh, the past three games, the, the Suns have failed to cover the spread. The spread was four points, I believe. And so I'm just taking it a step further and saying that the Celtics will come out and win this one on the road. And I believe DeAndre Ayton was listed as questionable at one point, but I do not know if that is still the case. But that's uh, plus 2,622 if those three Moneyline underdogs hit. A first basket, an underdog parlay, and a bullshit parlay. Oh, okay, okay. We'll see, Connor. We'll see. Diz. Grace us with your dumbest dummy competition bets. I'm known to be conservative, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna with my bets. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not getting <laughs> political, political podcast. <laughs> we're not, we're not getting political in here. I've been known to be conservative with my bets, especially in this competition that benefits ballsiness. So, all three of my picks, I'm proud to announce to my Diz stands, all at plus money. 
Ooh. So if any of these hit, I'm feeling good. I got to support my boys joining the Navy here soon. Navy money line plus 250. Let's go. I think it's a, I think it's a gross game. Plus seven is a, is an automatic hit, but to get value in the pot, I'm taking Navy money line at plus 250. Just might be on the TV anyways. Something I, I want to watch. Something I'm going to bet on. Navy money line. Then I have my uh, underdog parlay, Washington football team, to beat the Cowboys and the Bengals to beat the Niners. I have that straight up at plus 482. And then an NFL tease I'm not giving up. Although I will say I took this down to plus five and a half to get more value. Mm-hmm. Uh, football team up to plus 10, Bengals up to plus seven, and the Rams up to plus seven and a half. The football team plays the Cowboys, Bengals play the Niners, and the Rams play the Cardinals. The problem with this is if the Washington football team or the Bengals lose big, then I lose multiple bets. But I'm confident in Heineke, my dog, and I'm confident in Burrow's fat finger. So yeah. let's go. Let's uh, let's get some units back. Uh, feeling great. Nice. The uh, value on the last one? Oh, sorry. Uh, the value of the tease is plus 150. Awesome. Let's get into group best bets. As a group, we are up 2.79 units. Wow. I, I have two, maybe three things that we all kind of agree on that maybe we could circle for best bets. Uh, I'm thinking Bengals money line this weekend. Oh, yeah, Bob. Um, I'm thinking Navy plus seven and a half. Yep, lock it. You're speaking my language. Tell me the one I'm not going to like. Was it? Navy plus seven and a half. You you okay with that? Yeah. All right, love it. And then this last one, I was thinking, uh, what's what's the value of the uh, Avalanche Red Wings over? Plus one or two. I like that a lot. We we on board with that one? If and only if we can also take Panthers-Coyotes over six. Because the Coyotes are so bad, and the Panthers have the best offense in the league. Uh, Panthers average like four and a half by themselves. So I'm loving that one. If we can take both of those, I'm on board. If you don't want to take Panthers-Coyotes, I kind of want to veto Red Wings-Avalanche because I think Panthers-Coyotes is a better bet. I'm okay with both. Are you okay with both, Connor? Yeah, I, I picked that one as well. Nice little four-piece. Four-piece spicy tender. <laughs> I love it. Okay, you want to tell me the value of all those? I got the 102. Panthers, over. Coyotes, over is minus 112. Yep. Okay. Uh, Navy, plus 7.5, is at minus 130. Okay. And then... Uh, Bengals money line currently is at one oh eight plus one ten. Good move. Moved a whole two cents. Talking about <laughs> need my two cents. Everyone needs your two cents, Connor. Hey, um can I add a martingale to my dumbest dummy picks? Too late. No, I'm just kidding. I suppose. Uh James Harden and Trey Young to make six plus threes combined tonight, minus 125, all the way up to plus 150. I encourage you all to take that. That is easy money. $5 Martingale. 
his stands unite. You want me to tell you why that's not a good bet? Why, Pat? <laughs> Bring me down, why don't you? I was trying to ride into the fucking weekend. I'm going to go get drunk and no you're gonna bring me down hold on i i don't know i'm just checking my uh, prop tool real quick i i'm i want to look i honestly don't know if that just wants to find a reason to knock you bring down. me down <laughs> I w- I, you know what i'm not even gonna look at it it's a good bet go take it if if you want to ride with this this stands unite damn right <laughs> <laughs> all right gentlemen it's that time of the episode that time of the of the weekend, the Hail Mary multi-sport parlay of the day. Connor, did you take a look at the value of this sucker? I did not. Okay. For those that are wanting to guess on the value, it is 16 legs, Jesus. 9 in the NBA, 7 in the NHL. Okay? I, I, I told Connor, this is some juicy value tonight. Uh, dollar to win thirty three hundred. Okay, Diz. One dollar to win four thousand six hundred. It is one dollar to win twenty two thousand five hundred twenty five dollars <laughs> and fifty three cents, gentlemen. All right, we'll start in the NBA. And shout out to Connor. Connor. Connor was like. I sent Connor my picks for this and for just in general, and I was taking a lot of minus one and a half plus ones, and Connor's like, just take the money line. And I said, okay, fine. So you'll notice a lot of money line in these because a lot of these NBA games are very, very close spread-wise tonight. So thank you, Connor, for getting me, getting me right. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't offer a push of one point. <laughs> just uh, are they going to win? I'll, I'll slice off a little sliver for you if these hit. All right. Uh, so in the NBA, we got Hornets money line versus the Kings, Pacers money line versus the Mavericks, Hawks money line versus the Nets, Knicks money line versus the Raptors, Rockets plus eight and a half versus the Bucks, Thunder plus six versus the Lakers, Pistons plus six versus the Pelicans, Cavs money line versus the Timberwolves, and Celtics plus five and a half versus the Suns. And then in the NHL, I've got Rangers money line versus the Sabres, Capitals money line versus the Penguins, Devils money line versus the Predators, Red Wings Avalanche over six and a half, Panthers minus one one and a half versus the Coyotes, Canucks money line versus the Jets, and then Golden Knights minus one and a half versus the Flyers. All right, gents. Anything you boys need to get off your chest before we send these wonderful people into a wonderful weekend? Eagles are on a bye. Let's go oh, Minshew, baby. Minshew, I know. I want him to start, but Sirianni said no. <laughs> Papa Sirianni said no, so I'm just over here. Oh, so stupid. So stupid. I agree. Dude, oh, man. Three passes he missed, and they were all on purpose. So he put the ball where he wanted the entire game. What do you mean, like throwaways? Yes. Yeah, two throwaways and one to the ground. Wow. So here's here's a question then for you. So how, how short of a leash do you think Jalen Hurts has now? 
I think they're prepared to trade him <laughs> in this <laughs> offseason. It's got to be a longer leash than we think. How does how does Minshew not start the next game after that performance? Well, I mean, so say I don't know who the Eagles play next. Say they play the Dallas Cowboys. The who do they play next? Oh, uh, Washington. Perfect. Sa- same situation. Division opponent. Let's say Washington comes out. Washington is twenty-one zero leading at halftime. Hertz has a pick or two. He's not playing well. You would have to think they would have to go to Minshew in the second half, right? Here's what they're to... thinking. No, you go ahead, Connor. So here's what the thinking is that they're talking about. They're worried another Carson Wentz situation is going to happen to where uh, Hertz is going to be highly upset that someone was picked over him. Hertz is not even close to what Carson Wentz was. He is not. Last year, he had one solid game. I would argue half a solid game. The second half of that game was atrocious. He is not a starting quarterback. Minshew with a terrible Jags team, made that team look at least somewhat competitive. If he can do that with the Jags and then play lights out with the Eagles, if the Eagles' defense stepped up, we would have blown the Jets out. I mean, I'm kind of tempted to want to start the next season with Minshew, not have to worry about a quarterback. I mean, we got him for a six-round pick. Why not do something with our Three first round picks we're going to have. Thank you, Colts, for starting Carson. <laughs> Gosh dang it, Connor. Let's do something with those first round picks. Hey, yeah. Man. I can't disagree. I mean, the logic's there. It all makes a lot of sense. You, you four, uh, four division games to finish out the season for the Eagles two against Washington, one against the Giants, and one against the Cowboys. If anyone knows the Eagles, man, it's you. It sounds like you got the uh, the perfect plan. Oof. I won't follow it though. No, never do. What's the What's the Naval Academy theme song, Connor? Can you sing us out? <laughs> I do not know it. I you don't know it? Know it? No, oh, come on. Let me hold on. Hold on. Let me get a. Uh, do not play if... it. We will get like a copyright strike. It's just no, not even. No, no, I'm not gonna play it. Let me, let me, uh, let me text Trev real quick. He responds real quick. No, he doesn't. <laughs> We're literally ending this in like the next minute. Okay, so he has a minute. Like probably not <laughs> even a minute. I, I'm going on my, my out streak. Like my set steal. the timer. Set the timer. All right, you ready? Yeah. There you go. You have a minute. What what's what's he gonna respond with? Is he gonna respond with like the lyrics to the or what? what no, are you hoping he's for? gonna hit me with a yes or no, literally in the next twenty seconds. And then yes or no to what? I said, do you know the naval theme song? He said, of course. He literally just replied, <laughs> hop on Discord, oh, man. real quick, and sing us out. We have <laughs> heavy money on Navy. Heavy? Did you put a hundred piece on this? <laughs> I just may if he sings this out. I just may. If he sings this out. All right. Well, before he gets on and joins, he us, says, he... "Anchors away, my boys. Sunshine is hopping on his pod." Okay. Okay. Before we get to him and before we get to all that, let me get my spiel out of the way so he can actually sing us off and get us into the weekend. Okay. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and hopefully, you listen to the end of this because apparently, the ending of this is going to be electric. So we got the beautiful voice of sunshine coming out of the clouds to sing us off into the weekend. But uh, 
Remember to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetFightDumb. Can you let me finish? I know he joined. I know it's going to be amazing. Let me finish my spiel here. (laughs) Trevor always just interrupts, you know. Hey, do you record this live on YouTube? Shut it. We're going live. Yeah. (laughs) You know. I'm here to to do what I can. Okay. Trevor, we'll get to you in a second. We appreciate you for joining us, Sunshine. Um, but we want to let me let me finish my spiel and then we'll let you send this off into the weekend, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Remember to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Sportsbet by Dumb. Feel free to send us messages, give us picks, recommendations, anything. We're open, we're honest, we love everything. Um, and make sure you check us out on YouTube, Google or not Google in the YouTube search bar. Do sports betting by dummies filter by channel. We should you should see us. We should be the first one up there. Look for the black and yellow logo. We're trying to get to 100 subscribers so we can give you guys a unique URL instead of just having you sit, having to send you to the generic YouTube page. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Have a long and profitable weekend. And uh, sunshine, go ahead and take it away and uh, send us off into the weekend. All right. Well, I apologize for any acoustic uh, <laughs> malfunctions if there is any, but uh, we'll. This is for uh, for the midshipmen for tomorrow. Let's go! Um, Come on. <laughs> Stand navy out to sea, fight our battle cry. We'll never change our course, so vicious foe steer shy. Roll out the TNT, anchors away. Sail on to victory and sink their boats to Davy Jones. Hooray! Give me to go the, the, the full version. Yep, we'll call it there. Thank yeah. you, everyone. Well okay. done, Sunshine. Thank you. <laughs> That was amazing. Simply amazing. I should I should have clarified that before because there's still two more whole verses, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to oh, take man. If you a minute, sh- that, like two minutes." <laughs> well, either way, beat army, go navy. Let's fucking go. Let's go, baby. Go navy. See you, everyone.